0141-951-1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard The SPFL vote to end the lower leagues now And stick with the current placings Hangs in the balance with some votes still to come in Celtic players, coaches and executive staff Will take pay cuts for the next few months And Livingston managed to negotiate the uncertainty To sign Alan Forrest from Air United I'm Gordon Duncan Joining me in the studio is Alex Ray And it's another edition of Hugh From Home as we wait, Gordon, for the result of the SPFL vote, it's clear Scottish football is faced with a dilemma. Have our clubs voted for ambition or survival? Have they voted for risk or gone for the rewards of ending the season now? Self-interest is a basic human instinct, but so is self-preservation. If there needs to be another vote because the SPFL's proposal has been thrown out, will there still be 42 clubs on the electoral list when the time comes to cast their vote? Let me try and bring you up to speed with where we're at because I sort of expected some uncertainty at this stage at 6 o'clock, Alex. I didn't expect this type of uncertainty and let me explain what I mean by that. So as things stand, and this is official from the SPFL, as of 5pm, the SPFL had received... 39 responses I know what you're thinking There are 42 clubs in the SPFL So the results as follows The Ladbrokes Premiership It needed 9 to pass And it got 10 With 1 vote against So someone hasn't voted in the Premiership There's only 1 vote against So read between the lines It looks like Hearts or Rangers haven't voted yet In the Championship It needed 8 to support It's only got 7 at the moment and it's got two against This is the battleground This is where it will be won or lost Because if that vote comes in against The full thing falls apart If it comes in in favour It would go ahead But we were led to believe That it looked likely That three championship clubs Would reject this So, so that's the interesting part of it And in Ladbrokes League 1 and 2 It needed 15 supporting votes It's already got 16 um, With 3 against So To try my best And simplify it It's already passed the Premiership It's already passed Leagues 1 and 2 The remaining club to vote In the Championship Is going to decide this Alex We believe at this stage That it's going to be a no Yep uh... Gordon, it's really interesting how it's all played out. We felt as if the uh, League One and League Two would be overwhelming uh, past the Championship teams. You know, there's been a few Partick Thistle, Dundee Mall Club, uh, possibly Inverness, um, with a potential of getting up through the playoff uh, position. Um, we're still waiting as of as of yet, um, but. The big question will be Depending on where it falls Where do we go from here on in Gordon? Yeah. I mean Hugh Keevans Like I said Our understanding of the Championship And that's where it's going to be won or lost As I say Forget the Premiership It passed the Premiership It passed League 1 and 2 But in the Championship Our rough understanding going into this Was that Partick Thistle would object it Because they, they said as much um, There was also Widely known Official that, that Dundee Were going to reject it And there was a feeling That Inverness Would also reject it Hugh But at the moment It's only got two votes against And that's what's clearly Leading us to understand That The third vote Which is still to, Or the, 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 the remaining vote Which is still to come in Would be a vote against it Well now's the time To have the courage Of your convictions Just uh, vote the way you feel The way 
even if it's out of self-interest, and then, as I say, that's a basic human emotion. Uh, but bear in mind that if this drags on much longer, there won't be 42 clubs to cast their vote the next time, because the longer this goes on, the greater the financial implications for certain clubs. So have the courage of your convictions. It should have been done and dusted by five o'clock. Now is not the time for playing politics. Well, not necessarily though, Alex, yeah. because that's the that's the sticking point actually for the likes of Rangers and Hearts. They both acknowledge that there is a need for clubs to get money, but they would prefer that that prize money is distributed at the moment. So, so yeah. Hugh's quite right, but there, there might be a sort of a middle ground, if you like, and that's what the likes of Hearts and Rangers are hoping for. That you don't make any decision at the moment, yeah. but you do dish out prize money. To try and Or you know Or loans Whatever it may be From the SPFL To try and keep clubs afloat Yeah and I think That's what Rangers Were trying to push through today There's been a wee bit of Toing and throwing With the, the governing body And uh, Rangers Various statements Coming out About terms of Communication and so forth uh, My understanding is That Rangers is The team that has Opposed this And If Hearts have not Responded uh, Or have abstained I think that Classes as a no uh, and the, the mm. tot- totting up uh, procedure Yeah for what it's worth Again it actually is irrelevant And I know people are interested I mean after the result The Premiership passed As did League 1 and League 2 So really the only thing we're waiting on Is the Championship It doesn't matter which way The, the remaining Premiership vote goes Hugh Keevans it, It's all about that Championship Again looking at it from You know a couple of days ago it was obvious I mean if you were Partick Thistle you're, you're not going to be The turkey voting for Christmas You're well within your rights To vote against it um, Dundee were the you know the next ones to sort of come out and go against it and possibly Inverness that's the one that people are waiting on Well on the question of giving out prize money now the SPFL have explained to all and sundry that they can't do that until the season has come to a conclusion whether that conclusion is forced upon them by the coronavirus or whether you can play all matches to a conclusion so they cannot distribute prize money the way things stand at the moment. Rangers put a, a counter-proposal this morning. Uh, the, As I understand it, the SPFL uh, enlisted a QC, and they don't come cheaply, not on a bank holiday Friday. Uh, the QC decided that Rangers' proposal was legally invalid in terms of company law. Again, Rangers said they would reword what was uh, in their initial proposal. And now we await confirmation of where we stand. I, I do think, though, Gordon, that at this hour, we should have had the outcome of the final person to vote in the championship. If not, why not? Well, for what it's worth, and I feel ridiculous even saying this, this is not my own take on it. It wasn't a formal deadline, Hugh. Clubs could technically decide not to have their vote in by 5pm now that just sounds like the most typically <laughs> Scottish way to go about it we're quite hard on ourselves unfairly I think I don't like it when I hear that phrase oh, typical Scottish football however I'm going to contradict myself this feels like a very typical thing uh, for us to do to have a deadline of 5pm which doesn't appear to really be doesn't a deadline matter. at all well they have known since Wednesday what the proposal was they would have had I'm quite sure uh, an inkling of how they were going to vote and uh, they've had a day and a half to consider it. As I say, we are faced with 
the biggest crisis in the history of Scottish football. Something that will determine how our football looks for decades to come. And it should be further down the road now than it has allowed to become because somebody's playing games. The only thing is that maybe if we just try just for a second, because it will go out the window between now and eight o'clock, if we just try for a brief piece of perspective, everyone went into the last couple of weeks apparently with their eyes wide open and saying, this is extremely difficult. This is unprecedented. There is no easy solution to this. Now everyone's acting like there's an easy solution. No, I don't think it changes anything at all, Hugh. Uh, uh, we we'll still have to come to a decision somewhere down the line. Uh, we had two managers on this show on Wednesday night. Both of them thought that it was being rushed. Uh, as proven to, well, it looks as if it's going to be the case. Whether, and going back to the point where the top flight of Hearts have not voted, it's an abstention. Results is a no. That if that hasn't materialised in the championship, then Gordon, then that other vote would result as a no as well. Then. But again, we don't know because of the lack of clarity in terms of time. Uh, the 5pm deadline looks as if he can actually go a little bit, bit longer now. So we're, ha- we're all sitting here waiting on these clubs to come up with their uh, their vote. Hugh, perhaps what we can what we can agree on at, at the moment, Hugh, because ultimately, if it's if it's a no, it's a no, and people can interpret that as you know an embarrassment on behalf of of the SPFL board. If they so wish, that's absolutely fine. What it does show you though is that. This is extremely muddy, extremely difficult and extremely divisive Because as things stand, we've got 33 clubs are in favour of this As things stand And we're, we're still waiting on votes to come in So it, 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 won't, it doesn't look like it'll pass And that's fine But we're still hugely divided on it Well, division is an integral part of the Scottish game I've always said to you, Gordon That Scottish football runs on spite, malice and distrust It always has done, and clearly it always will do, if the events of recent hours and days uh, are anything to be judged. When managers spoke on Wednesday, they spoke without the guidance offered by government officials now who say that uh, training, football training, would not be permitted before June 10. And that is an estimate based on what we know now, uh, on April 10. Um, therefore, football as competitive football as we know it could not even be contemplated until late July. It is becoming increasingly more and more obvious that football is going to get pushed further and further and further back because mankind is dealing mm. with a problem. Not the SPFL. Mankind is dealing with a problem. Therefore, when the manager spoke, they spoke without the knowledge that it is the government's belief that football is impossible before late July at the earliest. We have a big beefy contract with Sky Television coming up to pay the bills for Scottish football. It begins in August. The priority has to be getting football, competitive football back by August under the terms of the Sky contract, which then underwrites Scottish football. 01419511025. Craig is a Rangers fan. He's first up on the line tonight. Craig, try your best to clear this up for us. <laughs> well, well, I mean, I'll certainly give it a bash, <laughs> although um, it will probably still be as clear as mud. Um, no, I think, I hope whoever the hold it team are, um, I hope they do vote for this um, to, to end it, because when you look at it realistically, um, where do you fit in? 
these games. It's not as if, you know, there was maybe only four or five games. There was still, you know, a good eight or nine games to play. Um, so that's a, a large chunk of time that you're going to have to dedicate to that. And for me, I don't see any way that there's, there's maybe time to complete that, especially when you consider that, all right, it's well and good saying you could put next season back to January, but then we now know the European Championships are going to take place next summer. So that would clash. Um, so it, it's just one major headache. And it, you know, mm-hmm. at the end of the league just now, yes, even though I'm a Rangers fan and the optimist in me would say, well, you know, we could possibly beat Celtic twice and win a game in hand. Realistically, you give them the title because they do have quite a comfortable gap. But I don't think anybody should be relegated, which is why I think you then need to look at restructuring um, because it's highly unfair, particularly on a team like Partick Thistle, who have a game in hand over the team above them. And if they were to win that, would go would go above that mm. team. So when it's as tight as that, I don't think you could fairly say... Um, that they deserve to be relegated. Yeah, I think that's the way a lot of people feel, Craig. You know, I sense that, Hugh. People, and, and and that's my understanding of the way the clubs feel as well. They are more uneasy about relegating teams than they are about handing the title. You know that you know the way this works in Glasgow, Hugh. This has been spun as a Celtic v Rangers thing, a vote to give Celtic the title. But actually, the thing that's playing in the minds of most clubs is the decision to relegate teams um, on the back of this. And and Craig mentions. Reconstruction Which isn't of course a possibility But here's where I'm a little bit stuck Hugh, And maybe you can help me Because This proposal Contained A commitment or, or Something like a commitment from the SPFL To then explore League reconstruction So I, I'm not sure that You had to Vote no for this To push for reconstruction If that makes sense Well it would be an old cynic First of all, uh, when you say we will explore, if if this passes, uh, we will explore at a later date the possibility of lead reconstruction. I simply do not think that would ever happen. I don't think that reconstruction is uh, on anyone's mind. They may try to fob off clubs by saying, listen, listen, just vote this through and we'll discuss reconstruction at a later date. I don't think it's really on the agenda. Craig is a very magnanimous Ranger supporter coming on and saying, look, finish it, even though it gives Celtic the title. However, I think that his point of view does not stretch all the way to the boardroom at Ibrox. I think that Rangers are obliged to do whatever they possibly can within the parameters of football law to see if they can prevent Celtic being given the championship with uh, a season not yet concluded. They've made themselves abundantly clear on that. They believe that a season is only a season when all 38 games have been played. But, as I say, a global situation, out with our control, absolutely out with our control, is making it clear that football is not possible in the foreseeable future. And therein lies the problem, Alex, because actually if you... There are even Celtic wouldn't even disagree with that. I feel like we yeah. had Greg Taylor on the phone last night saying want to we, we want to we want to win it on the pitch. We want to finish it yeah. on the pitch. But the question obviously is, okay, what if you can't? Yeah, I think most people who, who view sport in a certain way and, and like the achievement of all would agree that giving out a league title yeah. before all the games are finished doesn't sit well with you. Yep. But we've never been here before, and if you don't do that, where do you go? What, what do you do? Well, listen, God, we've been going round and roundabouts for 
weeks now trying to come up with a solution. Um, in terms of the dates, I was having a look. Uh, the the 10th uh, of June was the recommended when they can start back. The earliest, remember, earliest, that's a, that yeah, could be the problem. Yeah, no, I'm just giving dates, yep. Gordon, as it has as been presented. Uh, so that if you go forward uh, to July the 22nd, what they were saying now, Derek six Mc- weeks is that? Six yep. weeks. So Derek McKinnon says it's a couple of weeks. I was giving you a scenario earlier on where I was out for 11 weeks and come back and played a double header mm-hmm. uh, in all firm games uh, after a couple of weeks training because physically I couldn't do it. So you can get to some sort of level of fitness rather than the six weeks. So if you could manage to nip a week Now I'm only giving a scenario here It's no casting stone sure. Because we don't know how it's going to pan out If you could get that forward by one week Then potentially you could get the Eight or nine games in by the beginning of August 8th of August And then well, you'd need to roll straight into that next season With well, the new Sky deal and all the rest of it Well potentially you could say within 10 days And then uh, Kai Bosch the, the winter break Further down the line So okay. that you by time uh, you know, Further down to, to complete the games That you're going to miss with a wee 10 day break yeah, um, I mean that's that's the thing, Craig. Th- there's things that you can actually move about. That 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 sounds good to me, Craig. That Alex would admit himself. The problem is, what if July, uh, June tenth rolls round and you can't start playing again? Then we're back to square one, Craig. Well, exactly. That this is the this is the issue. It's, <clears throat> you're back to square one, and obviously the other, the other question as well. Um, it sort of brings one to my second point tonight. When it comes to the European stage for both Celtic and Rangers, generally they start the, the Europe, you know the European qualifying stages around about July. Um, so that's going to create a clash in itself Although I actually think um, There was a chap on last night Talking to the Mushroom and Gaw um, About Rangers getting the Champions League spot Which is nonsense What should happen Given Rangers are still in Europe Just now <clears throat> And albeit yes We're 3-1 down So we're more than likely going to go out I don't think it would be fair for Rangers to start Next season From the very first qualifying round of the Europa League And have to go through the whole thing again. I think the problem with that, though, Craig, is there. that's that's not really us. That's not to us, is it? That, that that's going to be the, that's going to be no. UEFA's decision, Alex. I would imagine. Just to just to make this even more confusing for you, Hugh, before we say bye to Craig, um, see today's five pm deadline that wasn't actually a deadline. Uh-huh. It was it was just a request, and technically, um, according to the SPFL's rules, the clubs have twenty eight days to vote on these proposals. Well, in 28 days' time, there won't be 42 clubs uh, if no money has been paid out. Um, and to go back to Craig's point about European football, I mean, I sometimes think in Scotland, is no one looking at the papers? Does no one look at television? Is anyone aware of the death toll? Yeah, to be fair, by... Craig, Craig acknowledges that it's un, you know it's unlikely that we restart, so I don't think Craig's out of touch on that front. But I think in terms of European football, I get the impression that UEFA are out of touch. Do they not read newspapers or look at television either? By the end of this weekend, it's possible that the that the global total of dead will be 100,000. Uh, how do you propose to restart European football in, in Spain or Italy, the way things are there at the moment? So I, I think football is showing scant regard for logic, reason and medical opinion. Hugh from home Alex Ray in the studio Thanks so much to Craig and Cumbernauld For kicking us off If you give us a call We're about to hear from Stephen with the travel And we could be speaking to you next Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors Tackling compensation claims For more than 40 years Talk to Thompson's.com Hugh Keevans joins us From his man cave Alex Ray is here with me Gordon Duncan in the studio And what we've got for you Is 
A lot of confusion A lot of complex confusion This was always going to be a, a big day for Scottish football Perhaps a difficult day Expected drama Expected controversy Didn't quite expect this Hugh Keevans Let me remind you of the way things stand at the moment There are 42 clubs in the SPFL The votes were asked to be in by 5pm As of 5pm 39 votes had come in It had passed the Premiership It had passed League 1 and 2 And it was waiting on the Championship However, the feeling generally Is that that vote from the Championship Will be a vote against And this full thing Will therefore be derailed The fact that it was a request To have votes in by 5pm Hugh And the fact that Technically going by the rules Clubs have 28 days to reply to this And we've now issued the results Of an incomplete vote how does that reflect on the SPFL? Uh, given that the, the SPFL is made up of its member clubs, it reflects badly on the club who have yet to, uh, or clubs who have yet to submit their vote. Uh, it, it's, it's too late for playing games now. If the vote is no, absolutely fine, no problem. You have exercised your democratic right. You had the choice to accept the proposal and vote yes, or say no, uh, I'd rather take the risk of waiting to see if we can play football at a later date. I have no problem with that. You exercised your democratic right. However, I do have a problem if you're not telling anybody how you're going to exercise your democratic right. You should have cast your vote by now. Gary is a Rangers fan in Grangemouth and he's just disappeared, so we'll try and get him back. Davy's in Dumfries. What have you got for us, Davy? Good evening, gentlemen. How are you? Hi, Davy. Hope you're well. Confused, I think it's one word to describe what I'm feeling tonight. Join the party. Uh, I don't know, it's difficult to know what to say. Just, I'm going to touch on something we mentioned, you guys were mentioned before there. The date that's been brandished about just now is uh, possibly the, the 10th of uh, June for training to, to be brought back again with a view to getting games started maybe five or six weeks thereafter. Mm-hmm. The SPFL, in my opinion, they cannot make a decision when training will start. The Scottish Executive, in conjunction with medical experts, will advise the Scottish Exec, and they will make a decision on when, first and foremost, restrictions are lifted. In my opinion, people might disagree with this, the restrictions we have just now will not be lifted en masse. And I think Nicola Sturgeon said that. There will be a gradual lifting of restrictions I think the 10th of June, the date has been thrown about just now, I think that's a bit pie in the sky. I think we could be looking at, certainly, if we get an improvement on the health crisis in the world just now, I think we could be looking realistically, training resuming mid mid to even end of July. So then we're looking at games possibly towards the back end of August. The only sensible option just now is just to cut the league, stop it, get the Prize money sent out to clubs relative to their league position just now. It's going to suit some, it's not going to suit others. Celtic and Rangers couldn't agree what day it is. So there's always going to be contention between the two clubs there. It doesn't matter what decision is getting put about, whether it's league reconstruction, whether it's anything at all. Celtic and Rangers will never agree on anything together, nor will the supporters. But the SPFL have got to be very authoritative, I don't know if that's the right word, but they've got to make a decision here and, and go with it. And I 100% agree with what you said. In 28 days' time, we may not have 42 clubs mm. 
in the SPFL. Yeah, I mean, clearly, that, that is the reality, Davey. Obviously, people hope that's not the case. And you're right, just to a reminder of how we got there, it's not the SPFL alone who've plucked this June the 10th date. Um, it was a joint response from the SFA, the SPFL yesterday. They've been working with their medical consultant, Dr. John McLean. He's been discussing with medical colleagues in Scotland, the UK, UEFA, the World Health Organisation. Um, it also... Considered a letter by our Minister for Public Health, Sport and Wellbeing, Joe Fitzpatrick, and talking about you know official restrictions that are yeah. in place. So this isn't, although this is a date that's been set by the football authorities, it's with a lot of reliance on on medical medical yeah um, medical opinion. Davy does do very well, Hugh. I'm sure you'll agree to underline the difficulties here because in the last few days, I feel like the whole of Scottish football has got got right into this debate. With our football glasses on, and and you know, and, and we've sort of brought back the the tribalism, and, and we're talking about reconstruction, and we're talking about giving out prizes and all the rest of it. But none of that is as important as the virus, which is driving all this, and that's the bit that we can't control. That's the bit that we don't know how it ends. So, how on earth are you meant to make an informed decision on it? And that's why the SPFL, to go back to Davy's uh, original point, will do nothing uh, that would contravene any advice they receive from uh, the Scottish government. Nothing. Uh, They will be advised when it's possible for players to go back. And what we have on the table right now is the best case scenario from Joe Fitzpatrick. The worst case scenario might mean that June 10 is highly optimistic as a date for resuming group training. So the SPFL, no matter what, is confronting them will not contravene Scottish government advice because they just couldn't. Absolutely, they can't uh, go against medical advice. You, I totally agree, one hundred percent. I think uh, they are pushing a, a date forward for everyone, uh, not just footballers. They are estimating around about that time. But as we have seen before, dates are getting pushed back, um, and then it goes back to that 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 uh, he spoke about there. I know Davey talking about in terms of giving the funds now. I would like to hear for the SPFL if it's in their remit, if they could mm. actually give the money now in terms of the placings. Yeah, I mean, the answer, the answer is no, but, but Anne Budge's response to that, and I, which I completely understand as well, is if the government of this country can change laws quickly to yes. deal with this unprecedented crisis, then the SPFL can change their laws. But but the official word, if you like, is no, we can't do that. It's written, and it is as clear as, as, clear yep. as day in the SPFL rules, that the prize money can only be distributed at the end of a season or when the league places, you know, are, are declared. But again, you, you would have to sympathise with Anne Budge because that, that does make sense as well. Well, if the government can do things Change at the drop things, of a yeah. hat at the moment, why can't we? Well, we'll, we'll see when, listen, we're not trying to kind of, we're obviously focusing on football here, Gordon. Hugh's obviously touched and Davies touched about a bigger issue in terms of people losing their lives. We're here tonight to try and get some sort of kind of sense to this whole thing which is actually <laughs> trying being the key yeah, absolutely so but, but Alec uh, loss of life and the game are inextricably linked now you can't have one without the other in a discussion we cannot get back to training and therefore back to a date when competitive football might restart until the medical catastrophe that confronts us and the rest of Europe and the rest of the world is at a level where we can say we are not a danger to each other 
either playing against each other on the football field or sitting beside each other in a football stadium. So the two are inextricably linked. Yeah, uh, but Hugh, you're actually talking about a time down the line. I'm talking about, you've obviously touched, touched on where clubs are struggling. You've mentioned that clubs might well go out of business. So we're trying to find a solution to keep these clubs in business. So by actually trying to find a way of funding, funneling money to them the now, May mm-hmm. well help them in the short term. We don't know because we don't know how long this is going to last. But at least try and come up with a solution that's actually going to help these clubs at the moment. Yeah. Is that still built though on the idea that we somehow finish this season, Gordon? It's about the here and now about yeah. helping these clubs. Because I get that. Because that actually does make perfect sense. Because yeah. I don't think you need to rush in to any decision. But but then. Are we realistically? Are we likely to play again? That's what the opposite side would say. Yeah, but that. But the, the thing is, by actually setting a date, we will know close at the time. There's no end in sight. So you will go. That gets called, and then the decision is mm. whether we call it uh, to to give the, the top teams to give the bottom teams relegation. But at the, at the here and now, within the next week or two, Gordon, we have an opportunity to change the law to then funnel the money out to these teams to try and survive. The one, the one thing I'd like to know, Alec, the contract with Sky. Uh, which, by all accounts, is the best one that Scottish football has ever enjoyed, uh, starts on August the 1st, which next season is supposed to start on August the 1st. I would like to know if Neil Doncaster and Rod Petrie and whoever uh, are aware of a situation whereby, if it doesn't start afresh on the 1st of August, is the bright new shiny sky contract invalid and therefore Scottish football is in financial trouble Hugh I, I gave I was I gave you some dates there uh, earlier on in terms of if you could get it a week earlier than the 22nd which would be the six week training regime if they could get it a week earlier it would finish in the eighth so you're talking about one week potentially two and a half weeks running over but, but again sk- could, could you from a and I know you spoke about your own experiences of getting back up to speed and stuff what would that be? So we've not played any football in April, well March, really March, April, May, June. So say for four, four, five months. Yeah. Could you then do that and roll straight into the next season? But that's why I was saying give the ten day window, Gordon, and then right, buy okay. time further down the line. But going back to the Sky, surely Sky. But don't forget, Sky are still part of the eight or nine games that are still outstanding. So you know that you would maybe say the first. Four games go to BT at the, the very beginning of the games And then just Sky pick up the slack for the remaining four games Depending on how many mm. games I've still got scheduled From this current season Let's speak to Gary in Grangemouth Gary's a Rangers fan Thanks a lot Davey In Dumfries Gary, what have you got for us? Evening guys um, How's isolation going then here at the moment? Well, the, the grandkids come round this afternoon And one of them has had a very dodgy haircut Given to him by his mother So... Uh, we we speak to them through a window frame, uh, so it's it's going really well apart from the wee fella's haircut, which is a shocker. <laughs> well, I'll tell you a wee story. My name's Gary Gray, and the reason I got that name is when I was in <clears throat> when I was getting born, my mother was in labour, and my father was actually in the bookies, and there was a horse running called Gary's Boy, and he stuck <laughs> a tenner on it, and it won. So that's how I get my name. So it was anyway. On to the football situation. I think that we should just call an end to the season now and just concentrate on next season, so I do. Because at the end of the day, this is going to keep going on and keep going on. And I just feel that 
as a Rangers fan, we knew that Celtic were ahead of us before this season started. Let's just let them have their title and we can move on to next season and concentrate on next season. Uh, again, so there's too much going on in the world at the moment, so there is. Yeah, Gary, uh, Hugh called a previous Rangers fan who made a similar point, you know, very magnanimous. Your club obviously don't agree amongst others, Hearts and, and Partick Thistle, you know, the teams at the bottom obviously don't agree. What, what do you do with relegation then? You might find it within yourself to say, Celtic are probably going to win the league, give them it. But what about Hearts? What about Partick Thistle? What about teams that are going to go down by the finest of margins? And, and we promote two teams up, so we do. Yeah. We construct the league It's a simple solution It's the easiest solution And it's the most sensible solution I would never predict anything in Scottish football, Hugh But I, I, after hearing Mark Wilson last night And and, you know, and, and thinking about it from, from all different clubs That's kind of the way I, I, I thought this would go I won't be surprised at all to, to see titles being given to the teams that are currently top And I sort of thought we would then maybe move towards some some sort of reconstruction But I'm now not so sure Based on this mess That we're dealing with With this vote this afternoon Well I, I keep going back To the Sky contract As if it was Magna Carta But um, Does the Sky contract Allow for A 14 team league And if you had A 14 team league Then Those who would be In favour of that idea Would have to accept That the principle that when it comes time to hand out the money at the end of next season, they get less money yeah. because the cake has to be divided 14 ways yeah, instead of 12. You're spot on and obviously I think the main consideration for our TV deals has always been four old firm games. I think there's a, a hope there that that could be worked into a 14 team Absolutely. top flight. But again, would teams in the top flight go for it? Do you want to divide your money 14 ways instead of 12 ways? It's a very good question and let me put you back on the spot, Gary, because... If this pans out the way that we think it will If we think that Inverness for instance Are going to be one of the teams that, that, that votes against us they, they were second in the championship at the moment How do you pick two from the championship to come up When teams in third and fourth place Would ordinarily have the chance to get promotion via the playoffs How do you pick the two that come up Well if, if, if we've only got a two week window or a three week window We have these championship playoffs And league one playoffs And when you're talking about four teams both uh, times Celtic and Rangers have got to play each other. Why don't we just play an extra two games for they to have the very first game of the season being an old firm game? That would whet the appetite I, of other other supporters. I understand about wetting folks' appetites, and I know how much we're all missing football. But I do think we're in danger of getting into fantasy land now. We're in danger of believing that uh, we can somehow restart training late July or and then somehow fit in the what remains of this season and we'll get mm. back to the next season and we'll ask Sky if it's okay if we start the contract a fortnight earlier or a week earlier or late or whatever I, I think we're in, in the realms of fantasy now but we have to we're going to have to find some sort of solution to what is a very complex problem thank you Gary in Grangemouth we're getting the latest travel with Stephen and then we'll look a bit more about what that reconstruction could look like and the obstacles that may be standing in the way 
Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors. Your comeback is on. Talk to Thompson's.com. Hugh Evans and Alex Ray here to take your calls on the usual number or on Twitter at Clyde SSB. Stephen Gardner has tweeted in with a question. Hopefully we can clear that one up. We can't clear much up tonight, but I'll give this one a go. He says, if it's only 75% that's required to pass, it's already done, is it not? That's 32 out of the 42 teams. Um, the problem being, Stephen, not all the votes are in and it's done across the division. So although it's 75%, it has to pass... 75% in each division So you need 9 in the Premiership Which we've done You need 15 across League 1 and 2 Which we've done And you need 8 in the Championship Which has not been done yet So Hugh Keevens There is a real possibility That in 25 days time We're still having this same discussion <laughs> Well that would be shameful uh, As I say If the club or clubs in question uh, believe that the SPFL proposal is wrong and they wish more time uh, to see if football can be played, that is their democratic right. However, we won't know how they voted until they tell us. And I think to if they haven't voted by this time, then I think it's shameful. Uh, and they are playing games with the the whole of Scottish football. Yeah, but sure, does that not go back to the actual wording within it? There's no stipulation that it has to be by five o'clock. Yeah, but you got to get where Hugh's coming from if everybody else has managed it. Can we not just have figured something out? Or, or, or even then made it aware? No, we're not We're not voting in time for that, yep. that deadline. Rather well, than this. The, yep. Whatever this is, is not good. What, the abstention? The, the, this situation that we're in, we don't yep. even know. Yep. We don't know anything. And yet we've published a vote that isn't even complete. Well, surely the vote should never have got published in the first place until all the votes were uh, casted. Yeah, and that's another legitimate concern as well. That's yeah, what yeah. I'm saying. Whatever this is, this can't be good. But if you were a club who was just going to sit there and go, do you know what, nah, we're just going to wait for 28 days whilst everyone else votes. Uh, no, it's not right. But <laughs> for me, if they were going to put a time scale on it, Gordon, it's just a specific time. This is when you need to vote in. Otherwise, it doesn't count. John is in Scythe. Hi, John. Hi, Gordon. How are you? You well? Yes, yeah, I'm surviving. Good man. Um, I've just got two quick points. Uh, I, it came from what, what one of the callers said earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, my, my first point is, see if they've still got 28 days to put their vote in. Can clubs then change their mind two or three days after today? Oh, John, now, now you've got me. I, I wouldn't imagine so, Hugh. Um, I mean, everyone seems to be pretty clear on it. They've, they've voted for whatever outcome they wanted. I, I can't see that happening. Yeah, you, you try going to when the when the bookies reopen. Try try going to the window and saying, "Listen, now that race has started, I've had a think about it, uh, and I, I'd like to switch my bet now." Uh, it doesn't happen that way. You can't go back to the polling booth and say, "Listen, when I voted for that party, what I really thought was I should vote for the other party." Yeah, it, that's not how it works. That those who have cast their vote, uh, it is cast in stone now, and those who have not cast their vote. There is, for me, no excuse. This is too important an issue to be playing games. I accept that five o'clock was a deadline and that theoretically they have another 28 days. Do, does anyone really and truly think that we have 28 days to consider this issue? I wouldn't have thought so, but again, I didn't expect to be where we are tonight. Dave, uh, John, where do you think it goes from here? 
you could guess anything. I, I don't know where it goes through here. Um, and I think the, the caller earlier, I think you agreed with him. You know, in 28 days, we might not have 42 clubs left in Scotland. So I, I think what they should do is, I think they should pay the money out in the current places and then look at this vote again. Because I think also publishing the results when not all teams have voted, I think is shocking. Because it's then going to pressurise other clubs that still haven't voted. It's my understanding Rangers are still working with the legal team at the SPFL to try and find out some sort of kind of wording to try and get something on the table so that they can go to a vote. To get prize money paid out, you mean? Yes. Where do we then go from there then? Come with me on this hypothetical hypothetical journey, right? So if we manage to get prize money distributed at the moment based on current placings, but you're not declaring Celtic and Dundee United and and Raether Rovers title winners and you're not relegating anyone... Because it's it's too early yep. And you don't want to rush And you want to see if we can play it again So in three, four, five I don't know how many weeks time You realise that we aren't p- Playing the season anymore For me Sorry What well, do you then do? Well I do, think do, you just, do you give Celtic Dundee United And Wraith the title anyway? I think yeah, UEFA come back with Some sort of announcement 23rd On of the 23rd April. of April Which is only a couple of weeks ago So then they may well be Better placed by then But as people have said, Hugh said, I've said the importance of trying to get these clubs the money now. That way, at least allows them to breathe easy, step back, and then maybe make a decision in terms of what you're actually saying. Where do we go for there? They make a decision a couple of days, a week after uh, UEFA have come out with an announcement because they might actually give something that would maybe give a little bit more clarity, or they may well make a decision collectively for everyone. When then, Alec, and I have no objection to clubs being given money right now uh, if it keeps all of them in business, but when do those, like Rangers, for example, who are in the vanguard of this proposal, when do Rangers accept football is no longer possible? Well, again, obviously the, the discussion on the 23rd, you might give some sort of clarity where the governing body, UEFA, are going with it They might suggest something They might put something on the table We are not privy mm. to At the moment But at some point Hugh Somewhere down the line You're absolutely right Rangers And everybody else Who have abstained Will have to come up with so They'll put another resolution Depending Did they give the titles To the teams at the top The, f- the, the relegation thing These things will have to be Put on the table Maybe what's been lost A little bit today And again I understand Why this has been spun By many on social media To be a vote To hand Celtic the title It was always much bigger than that But people choose to ignore it Because That's that's the way we live our lives In this part of the world UEFA's main concern though Is is with the the, the top flights and, And the ones that can can qualify for European competition That's why this vote today Was actually A vote to end the lower leagues And give the top flight The chance to go on until the twenty third. Yeah, but but that appears to be to getting knocked back as well, Hugh. I think on the twenty third that uh, UEFA will then be forced to concede that football, in terms of the Europa League and the Champions League, is simply not possible right now, uh, and they will also be forced to concede that Belgium, for example, who have already decided that in their opinion Club Bruges should be the champions, if they okay. The Belgians to declare Bruges champions, then that opens the door for everyone, Scotland included, to say, right, okay, football is simply not possible. We'll aim for starting on August 1 next season here in Scotland. And in the meantime, Celtic are the champions, hearts are relegated, etc., etc., etc. I realise 
that it, it is desperately, desperately unfair, either at the top or at the bottom. However, given world circumstances as they stand, given the medical advice that the SPFL have received from the Scottish Government, what are we supposed to do? Good question, and we'll try our best to answer it between now and 8 o'clock, but I'm not making any promises on that. John was a Rangers fan in Kosai. Thanks so much for taking the time to get in touch with us, John. Hopefully you'll stay in touch over the coming weeks as we try and move towards some sort of conclusion. But it's time for this, a bit of light relief on your Friday evening. Beat the Pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, thescottishsun.co.uk slash football. It is Beat the Pundit time. It's the final Beat the Pundit time of the week. What a way to kick off your Easter celebrations in the house by getting the better of Alex Ray and Beat the Pundit and winning yourself a signed ball. That's the challenge for you tonight. If you want to take part, it's very simple. Just pick up the phone, dial 0141 951 1025. Dial it before 7 o'clock And you could be playing Beat the Pundit after the news Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors Helping you return to action Talk to Thompson's.com Hugh Evans is here Alex Ray is with him And we're waiting in your calls Usual number Or on Twitter at Clyde SSB Plenty more time We're here until 8 o'clock To do our best To try and provide some sort of clarity On what's gone down Or not gone down I should say At the SPFL vote today Just a reminder If you are just joining us For some reason We were waiting on the vote um, As you will have known In the last couple of days And we've got some of the results in But not all of them so there are still three clubs who have not submitted their vote And therefore we don't really know the outcome It's going to be all down to the Championship The vote passed the Premiership It passed League 1 and 2 But the battleground still to be won is the Championship If the remaining vote that comes in is a no Then the full thing would be derailed And the proposal would not go ahead But we don't yet know if that's going to be the case We're going to speak to Kilmarnock and Scotland defender Stephen O'Donnell very soon He's joining us after this Beat the Pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, thescottishsun.co.uk slash football. Beat the Pundit time. A bit of light relief for your Good Friday, as I mentioned before the news. Let's meet tonight's contestant. He's David, and he's from Erskine. How are you tonight, David? I'm very well, thanks, Gordon. How are you? Not too bad at all. Thanks for asking. Don't worry, David. The questions are a lot simpler than the voting procedure for this SPFL vote. So you'll be pleased to know <laughs> that it's a bit more straightforward, all right? Aye, that's, that's a relief. Good stuff. I'm not going to put you up against Hugh Keevans because he's in his man cave. I don't know what the delay is going to be like and I don't want to cause him any further confusion. You won't argue with that, Hugh? Absolutely not. There you go. You don't sound like you're in too much of a delay, but for... The well-being of everyone Let's put you up against Alex Ray We'll give him something else to listen to though Great, he can't hear you anymore David So it's just you and I We'll put 30 seconds on the clock And the only thing you need to know Is that you can pass Are you ready? Okay, okay, go for it Let's do it Who scored Celtic's winner against Barcelona in 2004? Oh, Tony Watt Which side are currently top of the Lowland League in Scotland? Kelly Hall Who was the last player to be sent off in an old firm derby? Who is the current manager of Everton? Oh, pass. Which Scottish side are nicknamed the Beanos? Stolen Albion. Name either side involved in the Basque Derby. Oh, pass. There we go. Let's bring Alex Ray back. Alex, can you hear us? Yes. You can. Same set of questions to you. You ready? 
Yes. Okay, your time starts now. Who scored Celtic's winner against Barcelona in 2004? Uh, pass. Which side are currently top of the Lowland League in Scotland? Lowland. Uh, Kelty. Who was the last player to be sent off in an old firm derby? Morelos. Who is the current manager of Everton? Uh, Angelotti. Which Scottish side are nicknamed the, the Binos? The Binos, I always pronounce it wrong. Still an Albion. Name either of the sides involved in the Basque derby. Real Betis and Real Sociedad. Okay. David, what do you think? Uh, I think I've been done I think, I think you've been done <laughs> I think it was pretty uh, it, was a, it was a good game Let's go through it and find out Celtic's winner against Barca in 04 That's quite tough Can Larson. you understand that David went Tony Walks It's a sort of famous one But about out on the time frame It's Alan Thompson mm, So yeah Which side currently top of the Lowland League It's Kelty Hearts You both got it Morelos The last player to be sent off In an old firm game 29th You both got it the manager of Everton is Ancelotti. I've got one of these weird blanks with this, Hugh Keevans. I always change my mind and I always get it wrong as to calling them the Beanos or the Binos, and I don't know why. Uh, Beanos, I believe. And there we go. I, I don't know why. It, and every time I do, and I won't remember that. The next time I'll, I'll do it over again. It's strange. Anyway, uh, you both got that right. So Alex stays one in front. Name either of the sides involved in the Basque derby. You went for both, Alex. You didn't get them both, but you did get one. Best. It's Bilbao. And Real Sociedad So there mm. we go I'm afraid he's pipped you David you got three I And Alex get five ah, Hard lines Well done Alex Be safe David Cheers mate Cheers. Good man David Enjoy your weekend you know what the next question was as well If I just I read a little bit faster Where did Mark Wilson Finish his playing career <laughs> for, the, for, the, for the Cash for Kids team Duke <laughs> It was uh, Dumbarton there Yes we go. He often tells us how bad it was in fact, Hugh, him, that is. Hugh, we were having a bit of a laugh on the show last night because I believe tonight they are televising Henrik Larsson's final game for Celtic. And the, sig- the significance of that is that Mark Wilson was playing for Dundee United and he scored in it. He scored a penalty for Dundee United. Willow. But they were 2-0 down at the time and it was in the last yeah. minute. So it was meaningless. But he ran off celebrating no, as, if, as if it was a, a big winner. So I'm looking forward to seeing wow. it, Hugh. Do you know, I could tell you a heartbreaking story about that. Go for it. Uh, I was working for the Daily Record at that point and uh, we had an arrangement to get Henrik Larson's jersey and uh, I went to see Henrik after the game got the jersey sweat-stained jersey and we were going home and the photographer who was at the game with me uh, his mother was very, very seriously ill and he said, listen, would you mind if we stopped at the house so that my mother can see this jersey and we went in or he went and I stayed in the car. Uh, it wasn't my place to be there. Uh, he went in to show his mother Henry Larson's jersey, and then we took it home. Love that. You've got a story for every occasion, Hugh, and that, that that's why we love you on a Friday night and a Monday evening. Um, that clearly is more important than Mark Wilson wheeling away to celebrate a meaningless penalty. But I, I will laugh nevertheless. Well, you have, to, you have to give him credit because uh, a lot of a lot of ex players don't celebrate. No, but it was before. Remember, that was before he moved to Celtic. All oh, right, okay, but no. he's a Celtic fan, really, isn't he? So, you know, I still don't get it. I still don't get why he did it. There's no explanation. But anyway, schoolboy. We'll wind him up next time we see him. Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. Bit of a strange day, and that's saying something because there are many strange days in Scottish football. But this. Is right up there I'm pleased to say We're joined on the line By Kilmarnock And Scotland defender Stephen O'Donnell Stephen How are you? Thanks for joining us No problem at all Gordon I'm good thanks um, Obviously as good as can be When they're stuck in the house With the wife and the kid 
Oh, I'm sure that's, I'm sure they're good company I'm sure they won't thank you for saying that And Stephen you're, you're very unfortunate Because every night We've not really had much to talk about And we've just been asking players What you're watching on Netflix And what have you been doing around the house And what does your workout look like You've joined us on the day where It's all kicking off Are you, are you Make any sense of, of what's been happening With this vote this afternoon I think it's obviously uh, do, do we know who the Championship Club is yet Or is that under wraps? Uh, no would, would be the answer There is an assumption That it's Dundee or Inverness Because they were The ones that People expected to vote no And, and, and that vote Hasn't come in yet But there we go It's just kind of made it a wee bit, Put it a wee bit up in the air It's a situation that nobody Nobody in their right mind Could ever dream of And I, I just It's just disappointing That they've not come in On time Whether it's no or yes um, It'd be nice just to have a wee bit of clarity That's I think the thing Every player At every level Is looking for Is some clarity And and what's going to happen Because I know that Whether the season for us And I know it's not going to be Decided tonight But it affects What you're going to be doing Over the next couple of weeks You're going to be training Or if you're going to be Kind of prepping For the following season Having a new recovery Now I know these decisions are, are are important In the grand scheme Of this virus But obviously It's it's all relative To, to your situation Yeah I mean The assumption would be That, that your club Comarnock Voted yes for this I know that doesn't Necessarily reflect The view of of every player or anything like that So not necessarily asking you to speak on behalf Of the club But what's it been like for you personally then? Um, look We've we've had a really turbulent season I think would be the best way to say And I would have liked to have tried to have a crack At catching the teams above us To finish in the top six But it was going to be very very difficult So we're probably one of the teams That were in the least position to gain much Hopefully, we're hoping we'd get in the top six, but it was after the bad performance, it was an okay performance, but a terrible result against Hamilton. Honestly, it made it a lot more difficult. So I think it's... I would love to get the season played. There's no doubt about that, and, and get the, the 38 games... 36, sorry, is it? But um, I can't even do my counting. My 38, you're fine. But um, it's just trying to... like, When are you going to get the time? Is, is Sky going to be... Be punishing you if you don't play it. It's, there's so many repercussions for every scenario. I, my head doesn't even like to begin to try and uh, fathom it. <laughs> um, what give us your professional insight though on this idea that maybe we could we could do it down the line? And this is obviously all hinging on on the virus itself. You know, the, the biggest enemy we've got and the one that we've got the least control over at the moment. We can start training again June the tenth at the earliest. Now I've seen a wide range of answers. From people involved in football Stephen As to what it would take for you guys To get up to speed After three or four months off The SPFL recommendation seems to be Six weeks How would you feel about that personally After three or four months off What would it take to get you up back up to speed Again in this circumstance I know that ideally for every season You would have your, your Four to six weeks pre-season Where you're playing friendlies You're getting all the fitness you need You might even get the, the chance To go away for a week or two Somewhere abroad In these circumstances I'd love to try and see it Cut down to maybe Three, four weeks um, I think all the players Are professional enough now That we can be doing We can increase our load Leading up to going back uh, With our, our other slots With our, or whatever you have in the gym Whatever you're mm-hmm. doing in your house So I would like to say You could maybe try and get games Going in three or four weeks Would the standard be Right where you were at the end of the at the start of the virus, probably not. It would take a couple of games, but, but this isn't. It's, we're talking about for me as a compromise. Like I think that's maybe two or three weeks to shave off. I would love to have seen it happen, but again, I'm just delighted it's it's not on my decision. And 
and I think it will be hard whatever we do. Yeah, that's and you go, I was Alex. just going to ask you a question in terms of you, your training regime as it currently stands. How does it differ from a normal close season? You know, you just mentioned there if it if, it would probably change in terms of if it was a normal close season, you would maybe do is come mm. off for the first couple of weeks and so forth. Yeah, because this would be longer, mo- wouldn't it? Yeah, where are you at at the moment with that? Well, so for me, I was kind of, I suppose maybe a wee bit in denial there until we, we kind of had a, a, a conversation today just discussing that like we, nothing's going to be happening until the 10th of June at the earliest. So I'd previously been training, kind of trying to keep myself up to scratch as if I was returning to training in the next maybe week or so. Um, however, now finding out the 10th of June, the only positive of finding out a date, even though it would have been great to have been earlier, is that there's clarity. So now I'm able to, I'll, I'll take a couple of weeks off. Everybody's different. But normally whenever it's a, a normal close season, I'll take maybe two weeks off, try and get a holiday in that time. Um, as soon as the season finishes, then as soon as I get back, I'm back to kind of trying to, to, to build up to hopefully kick on and have a, a better season than the previous one. So so that's the aim just now. Obviously, this vote over the next couple of days, I think UEFA's got a meeting, is it next week? 23rd, yeah. So maybe after that, we'll have a bit more clarity and maybe I'll have another week off because the last thing you want to do is you want to kind of load yourself too much and then you end up burning up or burning out during next season whenever that comes. It's mm. um, it's just it's a real, as I say, it's a real strange situation to be in. Um, but and I'm unfortunate. I don't have the, some of the boys have, have kind of really good gyms in their house and stuff. Um, I, I joined the gym thinking that I would never need to have those that sort of equipment. It was a good excuse to get out of the house. But uh, it kind of leaves you um, leaves you no man's land just now. <laughs> Well, Stephen, if you'll take a word of marital advice, first of all, from someone who's 49 years married in August, don't don't say, I'm stuck in the house with the wife. Don't don't say stuck in the house. Come up with a more diplomatic uh, expression than that. Like, uh, like, you, you, my first day off today was, uh, consisted of sweeping, putting bleach in the morning block and and trying to get it stick and span, so I deserve a wee bit of stick, no? Is that not a wee bit of give and take in relationships? <laughs> the, the, the other thing I have to say to you, uh, having told the story of my uh, grandson Noah coming round here today with his hair cut by his mother, and it's a shocker, uh, <laughs> you, Stephen, having uh, one of the more luxurious barnets in the Premiership, how are you going to attend to the locks? Hugh, you, I, I think he's got some big news for you on this front. Oh, an exclusive... So I, I um, my wife, I was getting, as I had my luscious locks, it was relatively well groomed and it was starting to cover my ears, so it was annoying me. So I asked my, 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 my beautiful wife to, she, she's in my earshot, that's so <laughs> she had to get the, the razor out and trim around it. So she started to trim and God knows how you can't follow my ears, right? They're big enough. And she slipped, or she oh, says she slipped, <laughs> took it high and I went, oh, what have you done? So I went, I'll just take it off. I've literally now got a... You've got an Alex Ray. Absolutely brilliant. I mean, Hugh, you can imagine, as, as you as you said, the boy had a fine head of hair on him before we went into this, yeah. and he's now he's got the Alex Ray. Well, you know, when uh, when this dark cloud passes and I'm back in the studio with all of you uh, and Stephen's back on the park, at Rugby Park, uh, I'm coming back with the full Willie Nelson. I'm oh. going to have the lot. Seriously, <laughs> are you bringing the moustache back? Um, I, well, I, I shaved today and I cut myself quite badly So I've decided that uh, it's time for the whiskers And I can't get a haircut anyway So I'll be back Because how long uh, have you been 
How have you been minus the moustache The famous moustache How long has that been gone? Oh, years Yeah, years, years now, isn't it? Uh, But I'll be back saying You were always on my mind <laughs> With a pigtail Stephen the, One of the outstanding things That's been mentioned Throughout this whole episode Is that players out of contract I know yourself Guys like Chris Buck uh, that, w- w- where are you with that in terms of you know in terms of the club and Just so, so forth? He's still in discussion, and is there a possibility of an extension depending on the league and so forth? Have you had the, that that conversation with the PFA and your club? To be honest, I that we we've been placed on furlough, Alec. Right. So for the next like, until the thirty first of May, so it's actually until my my contract runs up, um, which is very convenient for Kilmarnock. <laughs> but um, but no, I I, uh, I think the. The, the reality is is that this isn't a situation where you're looking to, to try and take advantage or I, I'm just waiting like I imagine most players will to see what, what happens like we don't really know I, I, I would love to play the rest of the games for Kilmarnock I, I, I could could well be still at Kilmarnock next season the reality is is, is my career now which is yeah. maybe not a great position to be in but it's really up in the air because you don't really know where everything's going to land at the end of this um, even when you're talking about other clubs they, They're not sure in their finances Kilmarnock won't be sure in their finances So everything will be different Offers that were there or, or weren't there Might not be there anymore I'm fortunate that I'm not concerned about it um, I'm, I, I enjoy my t- I'm, I enjoy Kilmarnock So if, if they still have me It wouldn't be a, a bad scenario um, and, and I'm, I'm in a situation That my, my wife's got a good job Albeit she's off um, on maternity just now, um, so the kind of the, the financial side doesn't become start to become a burden, which I know can sometimes force players to to have to do make yeah. decisions that so, maybe wouldn't be what they'd like to go. So let me let me get this straight. So your poor wife went, went through the pregnancy, the, the childbirth, and thought she was going to get to enjoy maternity leave, going out and about, stuck. showing off the new baby, and she's stuck in with you for every minute of this. That must be, that must be a bit of a blow. The good news is when she struts about the, the, the street, then everybody's going in the house or out walks, so you can you can see them. So you've got plenty of plenty of an audience. So we went a week and a stroll around some of the kind of local areas you can do just now, and, and then everybody's all going and going as, as you can imagine. So so not to say, I think she enjoys that, and it's, I think it's nice for her to have some company as well. I think she misses her her mum as 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 I think everyone will do. They'll miss her family. I think that's the the, the hardest part of all this is. It's kind of who you who you value, I suppose. It puts everything in perspective. Um, just the simple things are a bit more difficult, and um, I certainly think that's something she misses. Her mum. My mum used to come down a lot when I was away at work, so it's um, it's she's stuck with me, sadly. She was enjoying your company until you moaned about being in the house with her on live radio in front of lots of people. But anyway, thanks, Stephen O'Donnell. We do really appreciate you uh, taking the time to speak to us, and hopefully, we'll speak to you in in more normal football circumstances very soon. No problem, Don. Take care, Good man. That was Stephen O'Donnell on the line. Just you know, bit of football, bit of health and well-being, bit of marital advice from Willie Nelson down the line as well. <laughs> yeah, but maybe these things are important. Don't ever say stuck in the house with the wife. <laughs> sure, he, I think about sure it. he's a novice. You know, you'll get used yeah. to that, especially when it's a clip in the stair. Half the misses. <laughs> Speaking of which, <laughs> everything okay at your end, Hugh? I always like to make a point of checking in on you, making sure you're all right. Yes, yes, we're absolutely, thank goodness, we're uh, enjoying each day Good, I like that, good stuff, good to hear That was Hugh Keevan, Stephen and Donald joining us on the line as well Thanks again for his time We've got a full-time teaser And we're going to take more of your calls on this SPFL vote that 
did or well it did happen but it didn't fully happen we'll try our best to explain it all next Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's personal injury solicitors experienced players who know how to win talk to thompsons.com Evans and Alex Ray here with me Gordon Duncan on tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard it's that time of the night where we get the full time teaser up and running so let's do it George and Nielsen has been in touch and as always let me remind you if you want to hear your question on the show you need to send them in to fulltime at clyde1.com so George says can you name seven players currently in the SPFL who have more than 50 caps for their country so can you name seven players currently in the SPFL with more than 50 caps for their country uh, Arfield Arfield no McGregor no uh... I mean, 50 is a fair whack, remember. Scott, 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 Scott Brown. Brown. Yeah, 55 for Scott Brown. Mm. So, Stephen any country, Davis. remember. Yep, Stephen Davis. He's only got 117 as well. Yeah, He's struggling a little bit. Yep. One more guess from you, Hugh. Get back to you Alright we'll leave it there If you want to go to Twitter At Clyde SSB Hugh um, Stephen O'Donnell sent a picture Of his DIY isolation haircut Specifically for you um, But of course you're not here And the Nokia does not receive picture messages uh, So I've published it for everyone to see on Twitter You can go and check it out I will do as soon as the programme ends <laughs> Good stuff right We'll get back to that teaser um, News coming out of Celtic today as well uh, With regards to how they are going to Financially negotiate this difficult period We'll tell you about that in just a second. Let's take a call from Andy in Broomhill first. Hi, Andy. Hi, everyone. How are you all doing? Not Very bad, nice. Andy. How are you? Coping okay? <laughs> Not really, but... <laughs> Missing the football. Yeah, very much so. Yeah, it's difficult. I can't believe, Alex, what we, this, tomorrow will be the fifth weekend. It's driving me insane. And don't get me wrong. I've said it a million times. There yeah, are more important things. No, but, without doubt. But, but I, five to, weekends. It's starting to great on me now. Anyway, Andy, what have you got for us? Well, it's just with regard to this um, meeting, summit, whatever you want to call it, that took place today, uh, I'm disappointed to hear that it's not looking likely they're going to resolve it. Uh, I think they need to draw a line under it. I understand that clubs want to look after their own best interests, but where do we go from here? Um, I would obviously rather see the teams play out the games. I'm pretty sure every fan would rather see the teams play out the games, but... It's just leaving things in a complete mess. Uh, there's fans paying for season books for clubs across the country, and they don't know what's happening. What, what's going to happen if you buy a season ticket in May? When are they actually going to play any games? When? It, what league? What season is it going to be? They had an opportunity today to draw a line under it. I'm not sure if they'll get another opportunity. I just think it's quite disappointing. I mean, Andy's bang on with the realities of this for clubs, Hugh, and it doesn't affect everyone. We had. It doesn't affect everyone in the same way, sorry We had Keith Lasley on the show earlier this week Motherwell had made an excellent start to their season ticket sales They know they're going to be in the Premiership next yes. season Regardless of what happens um, Hibs announcing today they've already surpassed 3,000 season tickets So well done to them And it's great to see fans of all clubs who getting behind their, their team in these difficult times But as Andy points out It's difficult for clubs who don't know what division they're going to be in yeah, the the game changer for me was the information which arrived last night that any form of club training uh, would be banned until June 10, and that is the optimistic scenario. 
when we get further down the line, June 10 might get pushed back to June 17 or June 24 or whatever. Therefore, we have no way of knowing when football comes back in a properly organised, structured form. And the fans who have bought season tickets are the diehards because they have taken a leap of faith. They don't know what they'll be watching and when they'll be watching it and which season they'll be watching it. So to every man, woman and child who bought a season ticket, I tip my hat to you. That is a, a, a real supporter. But the game changer for me was the information that football, for the remainder of this season, is extremely unlikely. Andy? Well, yeah, that, that's uh, the big concern. You just uh, you don't know what's happening. And as much as it would hurt teams that would be relegated... Um, there was an opportunity today to give us some certainty, give us some clarity, and unfortunately they've not taken it. So where we go from here is anyone's guess in these crazy times. Yeah, but the problem is, and you've got to sympathise, that certainty, that clarity wasn't suitable for everyone, and it might not have been fair on everyone, and that seems like a good chance to bring in Ross, who's a Hearts fan from East Kilbride. Uh, Ross, you would... Everyone would understand the way your club would feel hard done by by this. How, how are you feeling about it all at the moment? Well, my, my club aren't um, competing properly at the moment just now to actually show that they would get out of this. So, and that's one scenario, uh, one part of it. Um, but then Patrick Thistle as well, they're, they're another club that are in the same predicament that they've got a game in hand. So it's a little bit different um, for them, obviously. But um, I just feel that all this has been brought on by what the Belgian League have decided to do. In the Belgian League, there were 15 points clear with one game to play. It's, it's no, no, just just for a, just for a bit of accuracy, Ross. That there's a common misconception around that the Belgian League actually has a split. Yes, there was yes. still quite a bit to go. People keep, mm. keep people have been doing it all night, tweeting me and saying the Belgian League was arithmetically done. It wasn't. There was still quite a bit to go. I think there's another ten games plus yeah, the one. Right. Yeah, so it was actually similar to. to our I think it's. I think it's eleven. The championship. They've not decided anything else. Sure. No, listen, like I say, I'm, I'm not necessarily saying that's mm. what we should or shouldn't do. I just want to, to be accurate on what their situation is. Um, when is the right time though then Ross um, Because you're saying You know you think we've rushed it Because of, of Belgium Tomorrow as we mentioned Will be the you know the fifth weekend Without it what, what, what is a rush and what's not I personally think you have to leave this With UEFA and FIFA And I think it's You have to go with the, Exactly what they say But it's not just with them It's with the governments of the world Obviously This is bigger than anything That mm. has ever happened in this world This is even bigger than World War 1 and 2 Because Essentially, you can't go out and fight this other than do what you're told to, uh, to stay indoors. And, you know, some people aren't doing that at the moment but um, and shouldn't, uh, shouldn't be going out, should just be staying in. You know, there's a lot of people that are flaunting it at the moment. There's no saying uh, what my biggest fear um, is if we just decide that um, we're, we're going to decide exactly who wins what this season, um, then... There's a couple of scenarios. What happens with the fans and those those people that don't tend to uh, those people that do flaunt things? What happens if they start going out again? I mean, you know, there's there's going to be the the odd the odd few people that are going to do that. Yeah, I mean, there are a lot of unanswered questions, Andy. You're, you're absolutely right, Hugh. I'm interested on this this idea that we 
Wait for UEFA to make a decision Because my understanding in weeks gone by Is that they won't They, they won't make a decision on behalf of, of all leagues to follow I think the, the final decision Is going to lie with those individual leagues bodies. And also I'm, I'm, I'm very interested in Why when it suits us We're willing to do that but then at other times you might hear why should we bow down to what other people say? You know, because we're we are different from a lot of these leagues as well. I know why it would make people feel a bit better if we were all you know, if it was uniformed and we were in line with everyone else. But the reality is our financial restrictions are greater than many other leagues. So I'm not sure we're comparing apples and apples. Yeah, the UEFA have this veiled threat that if you conclude your league before it was due to finish then we might not let you back into the Europa League next season or the Champions League. Would that threat stand up in court? I am not sure that it would. Uh, but on the 23rd of this month, when they have their next meeting, if UEFA accept that the global situation is such that they have no other option but to allow the Belgian League to conclude and make uh, Club Bruges the champions... And they had 11 games left to play, Bruges, 11. Uh, then if that principle is set in stone by UEFA, others will follow and we will be first among them, I suspect. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's that. That's why that... Thre- and I think I just referred to Ross as Andy a minute ago. Didn't I? My, my apologies to Ross. I was just looking at the screen there. It reminded me. But I think that's why... UEFA didn't want a domino effect, Alex. Absolutely. And I can understand. But again, if... What's what's the alternative? What's the alternative? Listen, yeah, absolutely right. Uh, Ross is obviously looking from a Hearts perspective where he is trying to get these games played, Gordon, and we were trying to kind of work out days how long it would take to complete nine games. So there's a scenario where in 2007 and eight season, Rangers completed nine games from the 1st of May to May the 24th. So, you know, you're talking about 23, 24 days where you can possibly get the nine games completed so it's just to give a bit of kind of have an idea mm-hmm. of what, how, what the time scale. Ross, what what is the solution then? Let's say we go down a couple of weeks and we realise that it, it can't be replayed, and, and UEFA say it can't be replayed. You won't want to see Hearts lose out and be, be penalised with relegation. So, is, is reconstruction is that the only thing you can see that we invite more clubs into the top flight? It's an idea at the moment um, to do that. It is an idea, and yeah, it would benefit my my team obviously. Um, I don't look at it just as how I look at it from football as a whole. You've got the Champions League still to be decided. You've got the, UF, uh, the UEFA Cup still to be decided. You've got so many competitions still to be decided right around the world because um, Copa America, um, the Copa de, Copa de Libertadores is still to be decided. Everything's all stopped. Everywhere's stopped. So yep. why is it we make a decision? And what happens if if those competitions then restart, say, in August, and they play them out, and then they have a quick break, and then they start the season again, because they've left enough space in between time, because they've taken the Copa America to 2021, they've taken the Europa one to 2021 as well now, so what happens if, if they decide to do that? that? That's fine down the line, Hugh, but it depends about you know this August, this idea that we need to get our new season up and running by August to fulfil our commitments to the new Sky Television contract Actually what's happening Next summer then Becomes Less of an issue Oh Hugh's delay Is awful bad He'll catch up with me Eventually Yeah You mentioned earlier No You You mentioned earlier Gordon That uh, Scotland has problems That other clubs 
other countries do not have. And one of our problems is that ambition is all very well in competitive sport. It's an absolute necessity. But so is a balance sheet. And unless money starts to come in, I mean, we're going to talk about Celtic in a moment or two. Even Celtic, with tens of millions of pounds in the bank, have asked their players to take wage cuts today. Unless clubs who are not remotely as well off as Celtic, unless they start to get money, clubs are going to have to padlock the doors. They'll be finished. Their existence will be over. Leads us nicely on to that news today. Celtic's players, coaches, executive staff have volunteered to take a pay cut for the next few months while football is shut down. The squad and staff have also deferred a large part of the remaining salary until July at the earliest to help the club cut costs. Um... Some quotes from Peter Lowell I won't read them all As you can imagine Paying tribute to Neil and the players For their desire to play their part And the outcomes achieved I'm grateful to my own executive team For the commitment they have devoted To this outcome In very difficult working circumstances And also their own willingness To play a part In the measures adopted um, Hugh Again The reaction to this stuff is is, is, is baffling at times You know, There's a lot of kind of Arguing about the way Clubs are going about it And so on This is it's Pretty much affecting Everyone at the moment Yeah I mean I, I think from memory From Celtic's last Published accounts They have something like 40 million pounds In the bank um, You Who's never sounded better I think we've <laughs> lost them um, But Alex in, in terms of any club Which their their players take voluntary action to, to reduce their salary yes. to help lighten the load. Good, you know, applauded. It makes sense, yeah. No, without a doubt, Gordon. Uh, I think uh, across the board, I think players sh- will be looking at this. I think it's uh, they're trying to help out the clubs due to the fact that there's no money coming through the doors, and uh, I think we all have to be mm. responsible, Gordon. I think that's a key thing going forward. And also maybe just a reminder of, of how serious it is Because it's easy to say, you know oh, I thought Celtic were rich they, they keep telling us they're cash rich No, I mean they are the, the official accounts show it But if you go months Without, without bringing any money in, in Then it's going to affect everyone See if it's a, a deferral Does that mean that they have to pay it, pay it further down the road? Yeah, but it's the, the remainder of it is to deferred so If, if that makes sense If it's 30% sense. deferral Then they have to pay it at some stage Yeah Agreed down the line So effectively Whatever's in the bank They'll end up having to pay that But again It helps when you've got Revenue streams So You know I, th- I think that's the way forward In terms of All uh, Players trying to take that deferral Because I can tell you Most teams We've, we've touched upon it all night In terms of all the divisions Down south uh, Players are doing it as well When they're a lot more mm. Cash rich than we are Hugh are you with us? He's a bit behind I us I am I am on you go. What I can say to you about that question, Gordon, Celtic have an eye-watering amount of money in the bank. They also have an eye-watering wage bill in excess of £50 million. That's why the players and Neil Lennon and... Oh, someone needs to change the batteries in Hugh. <laughs> he's, he's running out of batteries. He's been, he's been doing great, to be fair. No, the last has, few weeks, yeah. Hugh, from home, it was inevitable that his batteries were going to run out at some point. So we'll, we'll try and restart them during the break, which means, though, you're on your own on this teaser yes. at the moment. We're looking for seven players currently in the SPFL with more than 50 caps for their country. Guys like Scott Brown, Stephen Davis. Uh, Defoe? Yes. Hladke? No. Uh... Big Bobby Zamal? No. I'm just trying to think. You thinking goalies? Yes. Any of them in there? No. There is one goalkeeper oh. yet. Uh, 
Easier to pronounce than those two as well <laughs> Not for me it's not um, I'm struggling I'll tell you what we'll do We'll leave it there You can. This is the perfect time for you to get your answers in on Twitter By the way Seven players currently in the SPFL With more than 50 caps for their country Scott Brown, Jermaine Defoe, Stephen Davis Four to get Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors Tackling compensation claims for more than 40 years Talk to Thompson's.com Into the final part of tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard Hugh Keevans, I think we've got him back We put new batteries in him during the break Are you with us? I will not be silenced <laughs> There's speculation on Twitter I think it was John Berwick that started it That a Mrs Keevans heard you talking rubbish and pulled the Wi-Fi But you're back Well my my fear is that my daughter heard me talking about my grandson's haircut that she gave him today <laughs> And she's tried to cut me off uh, We are trying to get through the teaser yes. And we're asking you for seven players currently in the SPFL With more than 50 caps for their country um, Frostical is on um, Alan McGregor is not one, you've already guessed him Mr Carlin's throwing a name in which is right, actually. Well done, Mr. Carlin. Who else is on there? We've got a few guesses coming in. You two have got three and four more to get. Craig Gordon? Yes, Sorry, Craig Gordon. Ah, uh, I wrote him down while I was silenced. <laughs> but the, uh... Anything else? Who is the, is the the Irish defender, Alec, at Tynecastle? Smith. Northern Smith, Irish? yes. I wrote him down, Hugh. It's a, a team game. Michael Smith. Yes. Yeah, Teamwork from you two. It's wrong. Oh, uh, I can just I'm going to go for Stephen Naismith And Mark Wilson's penalty The one we've been telling <laughs> you about <laughs> It's bounced three times Before it crosses the line um, But they all count It's gone in And uh, His celebration's not that no, bad No I have to be honest with you He, a, he a, made a, it out to be worse last night When he was telling us about it If that's him celebrating I wouldn't like to see him not celebrating Wasn't I mean They all count If you score a penalty Good on you But that bounced three times what, Before it went That is a in. very difficult skill to do To get a penalty <laughs> To top it three <laughs> To bounce three times before he goes over the line. Anyway, poor Mark. He's not even here to defend himself. We're going to speak to Jerry. Naismith. We said Naismith. Stephen Naismith. He's not one. Oh, he is. Sorry. He's on 51. My apologies. Well done. You've only got two to get. Um, we're going to speak to Jerry very soon. He'll round things off. Let me bring you up to speed with just another bit of football news. And I thought these days were gone for a bit. I've got a signing to tell you about, Hugh. Goodness. Livingston will sign air attacker Alan Forrest, brother of James, on a two year deal in the summer. Um, he's 23 year old He scored 55 goals in 244 for air And he'll make the switch to the spaghetti had When his contract expires in June There was me thinking the disarray was such That clubs couldn't plan and, and didn't know what was going on And I'm sure there are difficulties But Livy have found a way to secure uh, The signing of Alan Forrest for next season Well I'll say well done to Livingston for two reasons mm-hmm. One Alan Forrest is clearly a very good player With an eye for a goal uh, And number two they declared themselves this morning. They came out ahead of this uh, deadline that's not a deadline, and they said, listen, we will happily go for the SPFL proposal and we want the cash. Uh, so they exercised their democratic right, declared their reasons why, and got on with it. Whoever's remaining silent right now, have a wee think about that. There we go. Uh, Barry is uh, Brian. Sorry, he's on Twitter. He's saying I'm not buying that mushroom celebration. He just scored and turned and ran into his own half. Brian's obviously watching the game whilst listening to us, and it's true. But it was him that started it. Yeah, he I said know. last night that he got a bit of stick for over celebrating the penalty. Yeah, I think he's. I think well, that I think was for his dad. I know he's I a big Celtic fan. I think his dad. So his memory's gone. 
No, I totally agree with you. I was expecting something a wee bit more exuberant. That yeah, was... I, I really built that up last yes. night as well. Sort of let me down a little bit. Um, I must say, right, Jerry in co-winning. What's on your mind tonight, Jerry? Hi, Gordon. Um, I've, I only caught the first hour of the show tonight, so I don't know if you've kind of had many Celtic fans on the night since then. There seems to be uh, a lot of Rangers. So don't worry, Hugh. I'm not saying it's a conspiracy. So just, uh, just <laughs> calm down, please. Just He's calm, down. calm. Don't you worry. I know. I know. But look, can I can I just say something? As a Celtic fan. I want football back. I want Celtic to win the title on the pitch. I want us to win the treble on the pitch. But let's be brutally honest, guys, it's not going to happen. I think we have to now get the adults in the room and make the only decision that can be made. That is for the season to be ended. With That will mean, yes, Celtic is champions, Hearts relegated. I understand, I think, Wraith Rovers, they're only a point behind in league. One is it, Gordon? Yeah, one that? ahead. One ahead there. One ahead, right? So yeah. whoever's going to lose out in that, I understand they will have a legitimate grievance. And so will Rangers and Hearts, to be fair. But so will other players, teams like Motherwell and Aberdeen, they could technically still finish second. A lot of Rangers fans haven't really mentioned that. But can I, can I just say this as well to Alex Ray? Look, Alex, I get that you're a diehard Rangers fan. I'm a diehard Celtic fan. I want to see my team win the title. You obviously don't want to see Celtic win the title, and that's fine. But from day one of when the, the football stopped, you were banging the drum for null and Boyd. I don't just think so I, I didn't oh, I, I think you have been Alex I think you have been but let me just say this if Rangers were only three points behind Celtic instead of 13 there ain't a chance in hell that you would have been banging the drum for Nolan Boyd you would have wanted the season to be completed the same way as everyone else so all I'm just asking you to say that your idea of Nolan Boyd I know it's been put to the bed anyway but I'd just like you to acknowledge the fact that the only reason you wanted that to ever happen was because you know Rangers can't win the title on the pitch and that's your only way of stopping Celtic winning the championship. No, 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 no. Listen, to, to clear up what you're saying, Jerry. I was asked on a Ladbrokes thing about uh, everybody within that panel, McCoy, Sutton, myself, says that they wanted to play it. My, my grievance was if it wasn't played, then how can you give the title to someone who hadn't completed the games? They hadn't actually got over the line. So that's where my stance all came from from the very beginning when this all started. Can I ask you, has anyone, and this is not a a patronising, sarcastic question, but has anyone actually read the rule book? Because from what I, and I've not done it, I'll miss it myself, but from what I understand, when the last game is played, when the SPL decides the last game, if it's after 30 games or 38 games, that's the final game. So we don't have to play 38 games. The SPL decides that the 30th game is the last game. That's the final game. So... They're not, Celtic are not being handed in This is nothing that does annoy me The idea that Celtic are going to be given the title Or handed the title Celtic have played 30 games this season And over the course of that season We are 13 points ahead As the way things stand right now If the season is ended now Celtic will be champions Because of the amount of games they have won As the season has ended That's the way it is That's yeah. just a fact I don't think anyone well, no, some people will doubt that I take that back, Jerry. But you, you mentioned that yourself the, the, the main problem comes at the bottom of leagues And the fact that this has to be uniform across the divisions You, you even brought it up You know, this idea that Wraith are one point One point ahead of Falkirk So whilst your logic might well apply to Celtic And might well be fair with regards to Celtic It, it has to apply to everyone And you, you must admit, that's extremely difficult To call a league with eight games to go With a one point gap at the top Absolutely, Gordon, I agree with you 100%. But, as Hughes pointed out today, we could very well not have 42 clubs within a few months' time. 
The decision has to be made now for financial reasons. The SPL already said, the leagues have already said they can't give out prize money until the leagues have actually finished. No, but they can. They so, can change the rules, Jerry. They can actually change yeah. it like the government have changed the rules. Yeah, but uh, this is nonsense. Th- th- this, I think this is where we are sort of going around in circles in the language. It's all right saying that they can, but. But they can't You know you're both right I mean Jerry's right They can't The rule is clear as day That they cannot do it People are asking them To try and find a way around it A loophole Bend the rule Change the rule Whatever But but as it stands They can't do it But see see the thing is They can, they can call it They can call a league They can call a league final After 30 games yep. It's unprecedented times Gordon mm-hmm. So things can move about As has been Jerry's point He wants to call the league After 30 games Because He says If it's 30 games Then give us a title so it should apply there as well. Move the move the goalposts, give the clubs the money, and then all of a sudden you have time to buy, depending on the UEFA thing and gay teams. This this was fast tracked. The fact is that at five o'clock tonight, everybody thought the votes were going to be in. Then it turns out it's twenty eight days. It's a shambles. It's been trying to be rushed through, and here we are now, un, unknown. Jerry made the point about the the adults in the room needing to stand up now, and uh, he's right. We have to, I, I again say, I have no objection if clubs are given the money in order to maintain their survival. However, we have to be grown-ups and concede that there's a game-changer on here, and that is that this virus shows no sign of going away, and we cannot train until June 10 at the earliest. That pushes competitive football back until late July at the earliest. That's the optimistic scenario. We have to concede that in order to comply with the new and improved contract that we have coming up for the start of next season, we cannot finish this season. Hugh, I'll leave you with this one just to to try and and confuse you even more because this is going to be you over the weekend. I'm going to leave you to stew on this one because it's been a strange night, hasn't it? It's been a very strange evening. You'll remember at the top of the show, I told you that the SPFL announced that they had received 11 votes from the Premiership. 10 in favour And 1 against It's our understanding That both Hearts and Rangers Claim to have voted against <laughs> So well, somebody I, I, couldn't count to 11 I've actually I've actually had a text From someone at Rangers To say that they have voted And and I, I understand Hearts have as well um, I don't know If you're listening <laughs> at the SPFL What to do is go to your junk folder an email Sometimes it gets stuck in there You never know It could be something that simple uh, Two more answers on the teaser though Before we go Hugh Boys No I'll reread the question Just for anyone who's just catching up Name the seven players currently In the SPFL With more than 50 caps For their country Thanks to George and Nielsen For sending it And if you want to hear your question On the show in the future The address you need is Fulltime At Clyde1.com So you've got Craig Gordon Scott Brown Stephen Naismith Jermaine Defoe and Stephen Davis. So five down, two to go. Better? Nope. Struggling now here. Okay, not um, both former Old Firm players, but not currently there. Whitaker? Nope. None of them are Scottish. Oh, uh, Effie Ambrose. Yeah, great shout. Hugh Keevans, well done. Bravo indeed, right? You've got one. More to get I actually thought Effie would be the hardest one Just in case you'd forgotten That he came back uh, To Livingston not so long ago One more Initials He's The country he's got the caps for Is Northern Ireland 
He's a former Celtic player And he now plays for Aberdeen McGinn Oh Niall McGinn Niall McGinn Well done we got there in the end Hugh Keevans Stay safe over the weekend please We'll speak to you on Monday I'm off to practice my Willie Nelson now <laughs> Good man That was Hugh from home Alex Ray joined me in the studio Thanks Cheers. to Alex for his help And thanks as always To you For all your calls All your tweets And for keeping us company It's been a strange old night In the weird and wonderful world Of Scottish football Are we any further forward To getting a conclusion? Maybe But only slightly Hopefully things will clear up Somewhat over the weekend We'll be back on Monday night At 6 to give you the very latest And in the meantime Stay right there because you can really get your weekend started. GBX Friday's up next. Super Scoreboard with Thompson's personal injury solicitors. Your comeback is on. Talk to Thompson's.com.